0: Welcome to the Purpose and Profit Club podcast for nonprofit leaders, mission-driven creatives, and social entrepreneurs. Get ready to stop dreaming and start doing. Here, ideas become action. We prioritize purpose and profit. You ready? Let's go. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about a giveaway I'm doing because it's a lot more fun to kick off this podcast with a big giveaway party, and that's what we're doing. So, If you subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, take a screenshot of it, and send it to me via direct message on Instagram at Splendid Consulting. That's all you have to do to be entered in the giveaway, okay? We're giving away some pretty epic things. We're giving away thousands of dollars worth of prizes, including two of my signature programs, Amplify Social Impact, my Canva course bundle, and you'll also get my latest program, Easy Emails for Impact, okay? We're giving away all of those, and we're going to have more than one winner. Just remember, all you need to do to enter is rate, review, subscribe, and send me a screenshot, and that is your entry. All right, let's get into today's episode. Are you someone who often says to yourself, or to other people, I don't have enough time, I'm working after the kids go to bed, or I'm working late nights, and I just have too much on my plate? Today's episode is for you. So many years ago, this used to be a problem for me too. I had this really bad, I would say, habit, but also it was just a belief, like a self-belief issue where I would make decisions through committee, okay? And so here's what I mean by making decisions through committee. And if you've ever sat on a nonprofit board, that's really how decisions are made, right? Like who's in favor, who's not in favor, yay, nay, and then we go and then we make a decision. But if you're actually doing this in your day-to-day life, it's a big problem because if you're making small-ish, mid-size even, or even big one, big decisions by committee. It's stretching out the amount of time that it takes for you to produce something, for you to be finished with the result of something. So I'm going to give you an example. So if I had to write something, like maybe I was writing a press release or I mean, this would even get granular, like an email to a client, something like that. I would, I remember the action. Like I would be sitting with some coworkers. I'd turn my screen around and I'd say, can you read this? Like, what do you think? Should I change it? And these were like not printed materials. It wasn't about, I was proofing for grammar. It wasn't that. It was like, I was like, what do you think? What do you think? Should I change that? And that is the wrong question, the wrong action. It is the biggest time suck ever. So if I'm sending an email to a client today, it passes through my filter. It passes through me. Is this what I want to say? Is this accomplishing what I want to say? It is this the way in which I want to say it? And we go. One of the biggest ways I've created time in my schedule going from over a 40 hour work week to on average 25-ish hours is doing this, which is hard. Like it can be hard in the moment. It means that I do not ask for other people's opinions on internal operations, period. Like, I do not say, Can you read this? Can you review this? It's me, it's my voice, it's emails to a client, it's an email I'm sending out to my list, something like that. I write it, I put it through my own filter of what I have established as my brand, and I go. I'm willing for there to be a typo. I'm willing for. Somebody to say, I don't think you should have said it that way. You should have said it this way. Good. Good for them. They can say that. The amount of time we spend on the back and forth, particularly if you're asking for feedback that actually isn't necessary. What you're really asking for is you're asking for somebody to say, I approve what you did was right. I think you did a good job. Those are all things you can actually say to yourself. So if you're writing an email to a client, you're writing an email to a funder or something like that you're writing an email to anyone, you can put it through your filter. You can read it once and go, all right, grammatically looks good. Smelling looks fine. I approve. I think it's good to go and I'm going to send it. And that's it. When you do that, you get so much more time back and you become more efficient in your own writing, in your own internal operations, in all of it. So it was really I will say, I wanted to say it was really freeing when I stopped doing that. But the truth is, before it was freeing, it was uncomfortable. So when I began this consultancy, one of the things that happened was I was a solopreneur. So I was running everything, right? With the exception of my accountant, with the exception of a couple of contractors, I am bouncing things off myself. And that was uncomfortable at first before it was freeing. I remember an inclination, a tendency, a a kind of nudge where I was like, should I have my husband read this first before I send it out? Should I have somebody else read this first before I send it out? And I stopped doing that. I actually was like, what do I think? Do I think this is good to go? Do I like the images in this blog post? Do I like the copy I've written for the sales page? Do I like the press release that I've written? Do I like it? Is this within alignment for what it is I do, for what it is the client needs? Yes. I don't need my husband, my friend, my coworker, my contractor. I don't need their eyes on it. That's not what this is for. So if you find yourself saying, I don't have enough time constantly, I want you to kind of do a self audit where you're like, am I asking for feedback where I actually don't need feedback? Now, when a graphic designer is working with me on something, there are times where I'm like, hey, let's move this over here or show it to me in a different color. That's collaborative feedback that makes sense, right? But let's think about the graphic designer. Before the graphic designer sends it to me, I don't want them to be asking their significant other what they think of a project or significant other it has nothing to do with, right? It has nothing to do. Like, it's like, I, I don't know. What is the project for, right? Like, so why do we do this? We do this because we're just looking for that confidence, that buy-in from other people so we can give it to ourselves. The biggest thing you can do for you is give it to you first, right? Believe in you first versus seeking it out from exterior people. That has been a complete shift within my business and how I create, how quickly I create, how quickly... I do my own work inside my business, how quickly I can work with my clients is because I'm not saying, let's make a decision by committee here. Let's see what everybody else thinks. Let's run it through 10 people. So that's your homework assignment. Do a quick pause. Ask yourself, where is it that I'm ruling by committee asking for feedback that I don't actually need? Where am I willing to first feel a little bit uncomfortable because I have to give it to myself because I'm going to stop asking people that I don't actually need their feedback, their opinion on this. You know, what just popped into my head is it's like when you put on a new outfit that you haven't worn ever, and maybe it's like stuffed in the back of your closet and you're like, oh yeah, I forgot about that dress. Let me stick that on. You put it on. You're like, ooh, okay. I think I like it. I'm not sure. And then you walk out and you ask your roommate, your partner, your kid, what do you think of this outfit? You are looking for them to say, oh my gosh, yes, wear it, right? So that then you can say that to yourself, okay? But first, what you could do is switch it around. There's been one or two times <laughs> where I've gotten like a new sweater or a hat or an accessory and my son's never seen it before and he's really perceptive and really detailed. He'll give me this like furrowed round. He's like, what is that? What do you have in your ears? What's in your head? And in that moment, it's a fork in the road. I could say to myself, oh, does it look weird? Okay, it looks weird. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I just won't wear it. Okay. He, he's a seven-year-old. Like I want him to also wear, have his own identity and his own style. And if I give him a furrowed brow, I don't want him to go and just take off whatever cool thing he put on that day. And I'm going to model that for him too. So that means, in the moment where he's like, I don't your earrings look weird. Your hat looks weird. I haven't seen you wear a hat like that before. I'm gonna be like, Yeah, do you wanna hold on? Do you wanna try it on? Cool. You wanna touch my earrings? What do you think? And he might still say it's weird. And that's okay. It's that same piece because then I say to him, I will say it out loud, Well, I love it. I think it's really cool. I just found it in the back of my closet and I excited to wear it today. And I can use that same thing, that same principle inside my business. And you can too. It doesn't mean that we're blind and unwilling to make changes when there's clearly an edit that needs to be made or something like that. It doesn't mean that you're like, well, I like it and I'm just going to leave it that way. Okay. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying all those little things where you're looking for somebody out there to tell you it's good. It's good, Christina. It's good. You can actually say that to yourself first. And the best news ever is when you say that to yourself first, that confidence comes through on whatever it is, whether it's a social post, whether it's a new campaign, whether it's a pitch that you're doing. When you like it first, more of you will show up in it, whether it's written, whether it's a video, whether it's anything, right? Your own confidence will show through in it. And inevitably, the person on the other side of it is more likely to go, that was good. I like it, right? And you're giving them the space and the freedom to tell the truth. Because truly, in the beginning when I said, I would turn my computer around and I would say, will you read this real quick? Truly in those moments, that person already is perceiving through my verbal and nonverbal cues, can you please tell me this is good? Can you please give me no more than one to two feedback edits, because I can't handle more, because I'm feeling insecure about this. Instead of me saying, I don't need to run it through a third party. This is how we do. And when I'm willing to make a mistake, I'm willing for there to be big wins and big fails, because that is how my business grows. That is how my organization grows. That's how more people hear about what I do and are attracted in my world. Not when I ask 10 people for their opinion and then I get 10 different voices, hodgepodge, like a patchwork quilt, right? We can imagine too, going to the outfit example, if I asked my husband and my kids and my next door neighbor and two people that I went to high school with, what I should wear, can you imagine the hodgepodge of outfits, of accessories, like nothing would go together. Everybody has different tastes. That's why it really doesn't matter. Their opinion, your opinion matters first, right? Your brand values matter. It matters that you stay within the guardrails of your own organization, of your own mission, of your own brand. And it does not matter what the person down the street thinks you should use the word great instead of fabulous because they don't like the word fabulous. All right, they can use the word great. You get to use the word fabulous, okay? Have a wonderful week. Have a fabulous week. I'll see you next time. If you ask me, everyone should have a coach, especially you. I wanna invite you to schedule a free discovery call with me. Go to splendidatl.com forward slash contact. You'll see my calendar there. Book a call with me. You'll learn about my smart growth method where we can grow your business or organization sustainably with ease and massive impact. think you've reached out to everyone in your network? Are you out of ideas to get noticed and get funded? I hear you. That's why I'm giving you a chance to steal my prospect list. Yes, you can generate leads for your nonprofit or impact driven business. Grab my mini training and list delivered to your inbox instantly. Go to splendidcourses.com forward slash prospect.